last time on the lands of Yalisha. Lev put his hands on his head. Zaya looks around the corner and confirms her suspicion. The Minotaur moves this way. Lev showing horns and starts panicking again before charging into Zaya like a bull. Jace notices the pocket of Zaya's robe first and how it glows. Did you take Darwin's wand, he asks, but Darwin produces his wand to show Jace that she hadn't. Zaya pulls out her spellbook. The book glows in her hands. The letters move to reveal a message. Go back. Look in the pit. You cannot let it fall into their hands. There are many dead ends in these tunnels. It is a maze of what were tunnels once and have stopped functioning. It won't be long now. Well now, something big is in the tunnels, and it isn't just Darwin's pride. Is it time to run, or get squished in the process? Find out now on The Lands of Yalisha. We have to go back, Zaya says. There's no movement in where they are. No one says anything at first, but then the ground starts to shake ever so slightly as the Minotaur moves down the tunnels, but no one seems to pay any attention to it. The mountain settles like that, Jay says. When you have so many different tunnels and shafts running into it, it's bound to happen. There's going to be things that collapse. But Darwin doesn't seem to hear him. What, like go around them? Darwin says. No, we need to fight. Go get them, Jay says. That could work, says Zaya made me loop back around towards the lift. We can't come down here knowing that there's all these kobolds down here, Jay says again, and you are Darwin. And then he looks at Zaya, and I'm sure you do something good too. Zaya doesn't have the time to feel offended. Darwin has that look in his eye. He has to do it. Maybe if it was just Zaya down here, they could run, find their way around, pick them off one by one. But now it's an issue of pride. Zaya looks around the corner again. There's not enough light for Sanka to fly. The tunnel here is plenty high. The ceiling pierces upwards, summoning daylight. And just as open as the tunnel going down, spiraling along the path. There must be one of these areas, this must be one of the areas that they lower carts down or pull up ore from down below. Sanka's claws tighten on Zaya's shoulder. She begs to be set free. Zaya casts light on the torches going down deeper into the shaft. Each one needs its own spell. Then she casts on some of the torches into a shaft just below them. Maybe we can convince them that we've gone deeper, and let's see if they can have them follow them into the mine, Zaya says. They hold their breath as the rumbling gets closer and closer. Jace realizes a few things. One... This isn't the mountain settling. And two, the Minotaur is much larger than he had thought. The second fact is proven as the Minotaur steps around the corner. And for a moment, it appears that the Minotaur will not be fooled. They stay at the top of the ledge, examining the torches lit, leading deeper into the shafts into the mine. 
Luckily, some sounds come out from one of the tunnels, probably a different mining group, and the kobolds start to chase. As they descend, Zaya tries to collapse part of the tunnel on them to send that party of kobolds and minotaur falling hundreds of feet down the vertical shaft. The first rocks fall on the minotaur, who reacts by throwing the only thing that he could at hand, one of the kobolds. Zaya ducks as the kobold crashes into the wall behind her. She loses focus on her spell and has to defend herself. Jace yells to Dar Darvin to go in. Get after it, he shouts, and Darvin knows no fear, and Darvin never runs from a, an opponent. But Darvin hesitates on the top of the ridge. Jace moves in behind him, maybe to push him in, but then he realizes what's going on and steps back. Darvin has fallen onto one knee and is blessing himself for battle. Zaya knows that Darvin can do such a thing. All members of his order can do such things. But this and the other abilities of his lost order are nothing he discusses, or for that matter, exercises when others can see him. For all Zaya know, knew, he had forgotten that he could do this. All the time she needed a spell to mend some of her wounds, or Sanka's, or a time she could have used some additional resolution, nothing came. Because that is not who Darwin is now. That is who Darwin was before. But even the great Darwin knows he needs something extra to go fight a Minotaur. And then, just like that, Darwin jumps into the crevice with the Minotaur. Darwin's axe shines in the faint light. It is massive, this axe. However, the pick the monster is carrying is easily twice the size. The Minotaur is more than twice the size of Darwin. Jace stands on the edge of the crevice and shouts Darwin's name. Zaya reaches up and takes Sanka's egg, undoes the hood, and whispers to the bird, make sure it looks like Darwin does all the work. Hey, hi there, what's up? It's me again, Mr. McGee, your teacher, your friend, and uh, your guide to Yalisha. I wanted to start putting in these midpoint breaks to discuss some of the things that are happening in the story. I can also use this time to answer any questions you have about the story because I want you all to kind of have a voice in it. I can also explain how, you know, like the raid works or the raids fit into the story. For me, listening back to these previous episodes, um, some of the questions that I had, I kind of want to talk about now because some of the stuff I wasn't clear about. Like the Minotaurs. The Minotaurs are, by definition, monstrous. They stand near 15 feet tall. They grow larger with the volume that they eat and the more that they fight. They're not normally that aggressive, and their anger generally builds progressively, but when they hit a certain point, they can't control themselves or their actions. If talked to or dealt with logically before that, uh, they could probably be convinced not to fight. I really don't think this Minotaur could ever be convinced of that, though. Also, they shouldn't be working with kobolds. Minotaurs are a rare species, being half bull and half man. They're normally wild, living together in small villages, like centaurs do, and other mythical beings. However, they are very untrusting. They probably want or are looking for something very special inside this mountain. And the kobolds may have promised it to them. 
Kobolds, for that matter, for those of you that are trying to picture them, kind of look like Zaya. Kind of like a human person as a dragon without wings, but like dragon features. Um, what happened is that some of the soldiers that were sent 300 years ago stayed behind and they had eggs and produced babies themselves and they lived there. However, this land changed them because of the magic in this land and also living without rules. So they're a lot more feral. You know, if you live anywhere for a couple days without rules is one thing, but 300 years is many generations of dragons that grew up lawless. Uh, they speak a mixture of common language and Dragonian. They have established villages, but are much more nomadic than um, most of the people there. Uh, the people of Yalisha would rather they not be there. They are viewed as a problem because they keep, they, they're nomadic, and the only thing that they really know and remember from the 300 years before, from their fathers and forefathers and uh, mothers that were warriors, is that the dragons were there to take over. So the kobolds now feel like they should take over. Uh, the, just like the goblins. The goblins are another uh, race of people that are there that are just trying to cause problems. Creatures like the minotaurs were here when the people of Yalisha were just starting to learn about the world. So they have like a certain reverence for them. There's a, a lot of respect for the minotaurs, the centaurs, and many of the other creatures that you may come to see. Uh, goblins and kobolds, however, they feel like they should just be destroyed. And also for Darwin, he can't help himself. He really can't. He needs to figure, um, he needs this, he needs to be this figure of inspiration for people. He really wants to be a folk hero, and now it's compulsive. You know, we all have these kind of bad habits where we can't help help it, but we do it anyway, like um, video games, uh, watching TV. For a couple of you, it's reading instead of doing what you should be doing. You just can't help it. And for him, being a folk hero is compulsive. That's why he named his axe. That's why he yells his name when he goes into battle. But there has to be more to him than just that. Like, why is he doing this quest in the tunnel? Nobody can see him, so why is he doing it? I understand with Jace there, but there has to be more to him now. Anyway, if you guys have any questions, any comments about the story, put it in my mailbox in the front of the room. It's attached to the whiteboard, uh, you know, where you should be putting your shout outs. And as always, I'd love for you guys to draw the characters. I can describe them more if you like in these or show you some of the models I kind of have planned. But um, kind of would love to see what you guys come up with it. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the story. Thanks again for listening. Darwin starts down the shaft. The kobolds are sort of hiding behind the minotaur. Zaya glances around. There has to be enough light now, otherwise this will go poorly. She puts Sanka's egg into her pocket and lifts her arm for Sanka to take off. Darwin pushes into the Minotaur and sends him back a step or two. Because Darwin has the elevation and the way the tunnel rotates clockwise and goes down, Darwin's able to get off free swings from his right hand side, whereas the Minotaur keeps getting his pick 
stuck into the walls. Jace helps. He starts throwing rocks down the shaft, hitting the remaining kobolds and minotaur. Suddenly the minotaur gets his pick free, and on the backswing, knocks the last two kobolds down the shaft. No one can hear them hit the bottom. Then there is darkness. Above them all, Senka spreads her wings and blocks out the light coming down, leaving only the dim light that Zaya cast. The bird is magic, made of magic, able to use magic. This time it created an illusion that it was much larger than it appeared to be. And it did the trick. The Minotaur looked up just as Senka started her dive. Senka reached out and grabbed hold of the pick in the Minotaur's hand, pulling it from his hands and dropping it down the shaft. And that moment was all Darwin needed. He screamed his name, swung the axe in the opposite direction, and knocked the Minotaur down the shaft. Jace screams Darwin's name. Darwin screams Darwin's name. And Zaya puts her hand out to call Senka back. You did well, Zaya says to Senka as she lands on her outstretched arm. Real good. The kid thinks Darwin did it all. He did do it all, Senka said. Now where's my baby? Zaya pulls the egg from her robe pocket and hands it back to Sanka. We should go check out the bottom, see what happened, Jace says. I think they're going to be cleaning that up for a while now, Darwin says. I hope there's no one else down there, Zaya says. But what about those other kobolds, Jace asks. Other kobolds? Darwin asks. Zaya remembers her illusion and says they'll have to wait for another report. Maybe we got lucky, and those other kobolds were at the bottom of that shaft. Yeah, let's just say that they were at the bottom. They start back down the tunnel in the direction that they came. Lev is summoned back to her side. He is cowering as if he still thinks they're in combat with the kobolds and Minotaur. At the mine, Jace runs off ahead. The kobolds that Darwin and Zaya took out originally lie this way and that. He climbs down into the crevice that he and his team were mining. He was down for just a moment before pulling up a metallic case, carved with a number of runes and symbols, very few Zaya was familiar with. Any clue? Darwin asks Zaya. We'll have to ask Eli, she says. Thank you again for listening. 
Again, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, write them down and put them in my mailbox. I'm going to continue to put Scholars of the Week into the story at different paces, different effects on the story. Salem, I didn't forget you. I just know exactly where I'm going to put you. And uh, it will probably be next week. Um, and I'd love to see the pictures that you draw when you listen. Now that you kind of have an idea of what Darwin looks like and acts like, you know, draw him, put him up. Uh, um, now you know what the dragon people look like and the kobolds. I'd love to see a picture of this battle of Darwin and his axe against a, a giant minotaur, a couple kobolds, and Sanka blocking out the light. Um, but otherwise, I'll see you all next week on the lands of Yalisha.